Hello, everyone. This is the Pathway Project. I'm your host, Brian Walker. We, this is uh, part two of our uh, of our series with uh, Darren Rosenberg uh, from Burke High School. Uh, Dara? <laughs> yeah, did. did I say Darren? <laughs> you did. I didn't mean to. That's okay. <laughs> uh, so this is Dara Rosenberg <laughs> with us. I might have to edit that out, or I'll keep it in just to make it more humanistic. So funny. Uh, how how are you? I'm fine, thanks. I had a nice little vacation since our last chat. Are so. you kidding? It's only been just a few minutes since we last recorded, right? Uh, it was Thirty seconds. <laughs> where uh, where were we at for vacation? Uh, Okaboji took my took my dog on a vacation. I always take my dog on a vacation because he deserves one. Very cool. It's a good puppy. <laughs> That's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Glad you had a great week. Um, we are, uh, we left off, um, Dara was giving us some very sage advice on, um, uh, getting into the teaching field from another, um, another industry. Um, and we appreciate that. I did get some feedback on that and I had a few people say, thank you. Really? Um, That's great. Really, uh, really good information, uh, to know. So you may have some extra teachers in the, uh, in the industry oh, coming on. We're, Don't know. we're in need. So we will see. Well, we'll take it. We will see. Um, so the one thing that we didn't hit on, and that's why we have uh, part two of the two-part series, is your time at Burke, where you're at currently. Um, so tell us about tell us about that. <laughs> okay, so um, I'll do a better leading question. Next time. Wow, that was quite the lead-in. Ready, Dara, and go. <laughs> um, so I this will be next year will be my fifth year at Burke. Wow, that's wild to say that. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Next year will be my fifth year at Burke. Um, I started out just transferring from one of our local middle schools, um, Buffett Middle School, shout out. <laughs> and so I I transferred from there just because I needed something different to mm -hmm. try. Um, and I think maybe we touched a little bit on um, that my pathway into just um, aviation and aerospace in general has come from my background being a student at Burke. Mm -hmm. And so um, I was looking for something just kind of a little bit different. I'd been teaching in a middle school for 14 years, so I just I just needed to change a little bit. And mm -hmm. so um, I had I had put out my resume just out of a sheer one off, sheerly looking for um, uh, the potential to maybe teach um, the astronomy classes at Burke yeah. again. Um, and knowing full well that the teacher that was there was not retiring anytime soon and right. it was fine. Um, but I was like, if I don't put my name out there, then they won't realize that I'm interested in the first place. Right. And then if something does change, I want to make sure that my name's in the pool because, um, the way that teaching works is at least in Omaha public schools, you have to put out that, that request for transfer. And then, um, if you don't put out the request for transfer and then a job pops up later on, you can't really move on that. Is there a window for the transfer like time? Oh, transfer I see. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So I put that out there just on a whim. Um, and the principal interviewed me and was like, come over here. And I was like, you don't have the job I want. And they were like, how about this instead? <laughs> so, so my first year at Burke, I taught, um, just like a physical science course, which is our freshman level entry course yeah. and earth science. Um, so that's my other background. Yeah. And so, and then within a year, the teacher that was, and honestly, it was due to COVID. Like I, mm -hmm. I fell into the program because of COVID because the teacher who had been teaching in the program mm -hmm. actually, um, decided to retire. I see. So the one that you said 
no, was it different, reti- no, a different, different teacher. Different, different teacher that was in okay. the actual like um, the actual Air and Space Academy. Check. That teacher Got actually it. decided to retire. And so when she decided to retire in the middle of the summer, they called me and were like, "How about instead of you teaching mm-hmm. these two classes, mm-hmm. how about you teach these five classes?" <laughs> Piece and, of cake. And I was like. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Like, because that sounds, I mean, I, I loved what I was teaching. It was great. My first, I'm glad I had something that I was really familiar with yeah. my first year. Um, and then, so my, the next year I taught physical science again, mm-hmm. I taught meteorology, fun drones, um, funner intro, intro to air and space. And Oh, intro to aircrafts and rocketry. It's like that. Very fun. cool. Yeah, it was great. But I but it was COVID and yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so what what was, was your favorite was, one then? Um, all those, besides meteorology, because I'm assuming that's everyone's favorite because that's oh, yeah. that's a favorite of mine. And I wish the more people were like like yes, meteorology. Um, but I think that year my favorite one was probably um probably was meteorology because that was the one that I most could do virtually because we started the school year out virtually. Um, mm-hmm. We were all online until winter, um, basically winter break. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so meteorology was the one that I actually had access to the most things that I could do online. Yeah. Whereas unfortunately the aircraft and rocketry class, like cue me in my classroom trying to show them things and be like, okay, tomorrow you're going to need paper and we're going to make paper airplanes while you're at home. Yeah. Like, or tomorrow you're going to need a paper clip and a paper. And they're like, I don't have paper clips. I'm like, okay, here's all of the things that you could use instead of a paper clip. (laughs) So it's like me trying to figure out lab activities that they could do from home without launching actual rockets and things like that. So How, how did you teach drones? Um, drones, thankfully, was in the spring. Was in the spring. And Got so it. that made Got that it. easier. Thank yeah, goodness. We were back finally by that point in time. Yeah. I, so I I had um, meteorology in the fall and then drones okay. in the spring. Copy. So, yeah. All right. Now, one uh, one thing you mentioned uh, five minutes ago was uh, your interview. So what, uh, what, what kind of interview? So I know what an interview is like <laughs> on my side of the world. Yeah. However, what is an interview like? when you are trying to that, go to a school? That's, I mean, do they ask you, you know, if you could be any animal you want? I mean, <laughs> are there are there those kind of questions? I qu- mean, or? it's mostly on educational philosophy. Okay. Um, usually there's some kind of educational philosophy question that's like about um, what's your what's your theory of teaching? Like, how mm-hmm. do you, how do you, um, what's how do you feel like your relationship is with students? What kind of relationship, how do mm-hmm. you build relationships with students? Sure. Um, those kinds of okay. things. Okay. Um, but I also, that, that interview is kind of unfairly weird in that I knew kind of knew that they already wanted me by the time that, sure. that they called me. Got um, it. and, the principal actually had called me and said, just, just come in for the interview. And I was like, you don't have what I want. So yeah. I'm like, why am I coming here? <laughs> so, <laughs> that All was right. like, which is sounds very self-absorbed, but it kind of, it kind of was like that at that point in time. Cause I just, yeah. I, I had a job that I loved yeah. and I didn't, and they didn't have an opening for what I wanted. So right. it was a lot of, uh, it was 
them kind of convincing me that it's easier for me to get into what I want if I'm already in the building. Right. Then, yeah. Absolutely. Then, yeah. But I think but that it also... is a lot of educational philosophy. Okay. And this kind of theory on how you work with students. What? How do you work with difficult students? How do you? What are you interested in? Yeah. Um, where do you see your career going? Okay. That kind of stuff. So and that also to me points out the importance of getting your name out, your mm -hmm. network. Um, you having a group of, of people that you can rely on to, you know, ask questions with, and that's how you get your name out. That's how you get, uh, yeah. the principals calling you saying, Hey, come on over to the school instead of you saying, Hey, I'd really love to teach yeah. at your school. Yeah. I mean, I've done, I've done so much work outside of just what I do in OPS. Mm -hmm. I used to write a lot of curriculum for OPS, but I've also written curriculum for the state and test questions for the state of wow. Nebraska. And yeah. Um, I was on our like new adoption committee for our most recent um, our most recent standards. So I've done a lot of work like just outside of things, just every opportunity that I was given, yeah. I kind of was like, yeah, sure. Love Part it. of it was because I'm a poor teacher and I needed to make money. But also also those opportunities to do other things happen when you're making those network connections. I mean, yeah. I have a I have a huge network now of teachers from across the state of Nebraska that right that is really, really cool. And when I taught earth science that year, even when I teach meteorology now, I can say, hey, like, what are you doing out in Western Nebraska? Or did you notice X, Y, or Z? Or can mm -hmm. you send me soil samples or whatever it might sure. be that like happens because I've been working with people from across the state. Got so. it. Well, it seems to be a common denominator with all of our, all of our guests. When things are Absolutely. going good, it's because of that network. When things are going bad, um, and then you can overcome something, it's because of that mm -hmm. network. It's because of that, that, that close-knit uh, group. So, um, yeah, transcending industries. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Transcending industries. That's right. Uh, having a group of people, uh, you know, at your uh, at your whim, them to feed off you, you to feed off them. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, okay, so you're, you're getting through COVID with a bunch of classes that probably <laughs> are really hard to teach yeah. remotely. And literally they gave me like, here's the here's what the class is the course description and they were like go and they were like, and, and quick note dara just spread her fingers probably a good four or five inches wide to show how much paperwork <laughs> yeah uh, she were, was doing with. they were just literally like here's the here's the one paragraph blurb about what this class oh, is the paragraph yeah, i apologize like i thought you were talking no, about that's like it was how like much a paperwork. paragraph blurb and then okay. um they also were like here is Here's maybe some files that the teacher before you had. Okay. Um, and so it really was just me trying to figure things out. It was. So not a lot of direction, not a lot of, not a lot of guidance. Yeah, since we trust a, you. Yeah, you're going to do great. Yeah. It was slap was on the back. Kind of, and That was kind of, I had a lot okay. of, a lot of people slapping me on the back going, you're amazing. You can do this. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, because all of the courses I teach are not. Mm -hmm typical standard courses right. i mean if you were teaching a physical science course that comes with which i did but mm -hmm. like that comes with here's a standards here's what you do here's like here's mm -hmm. a basic structure mm -hmm. here's the order we want you to go in here's okay. a textbook yeah whereas the classes that i was teaching was like here's a college level textbook for meteorology yeah maybe you can make it make it good enough for high school kids there you like, go so, like, yeah, there's not also, also there's not like a, a teacher edition textbook it's just this. right so right. it's a lot it's different it was different wow yeah um did you all do a hybrid some kids came to class some kids were online or was yeah, it all for, offline and then everybody it was back? all offline until i 
think no November, early November, late okay. October. Yeah. And then after that point in time, then we did a hybrid model until winter break. And then Copy. the kids came back shortly after winter break. How was that when everybody came back? Um, Obviously it was stressful when everyone was away. And yeah, then... it honestly was also a little bit scary then too, because yeah. at that point in time, I mean, everybody remembers how COVID was, but it's also amazing how quickly you kind of forget mm -hmm. what it was. Right. Um, I mean, teachers across the country were dealing with like, okay, now I have them all in class, but I'm still basically online because they can't touch the same things. They can't share the same things. They're all wearing masks. I can't yeah. see their faces. I don't know if they're understanding me or if right. they're not understanding me because they're so, you think that is the moment where you realize that so much of um, understanding and the relationship and understanding between a student and a teacher mm -hmm. is, can I see your face? And can I, do yeah. I see that quizzical expression? Right. Or do I not? And when 90% of your face is covered, right, that makes it really hard. I actually went way back into my my deaf education stuff yeah. to try and figure out things. And I was like looking at like eyebrows and crinkles in the forehead to try and figure out yeah. if if students were understanding. Wow. So it was really it was really difficult. That gotcha. was it was the worst. I mean, that, that whole year was basically survival yeah. between all of this curriculum that I was trying to figure out right. and this COVID situation. And then honestly, the year after that was difficult too, because then it became what, what's going on. Mm -hmm. Is this curriculum that I created sound, right. how can I change it to make it more interactive now that I've been away? Right. Like part of me feels like it's, it sounds terrible, but COVID kind of saved me in that way because yeah. I didn't have to be Dara Rosenberg's super teacher yeah. that I always had been. Right. That was like highly interactive, super engaged, always doing labs. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to teach outside of like high level engagement. And so, um, but I would not, I don't think have been able to do that yeah. in that capacity, teaching five classes, four of which I didn't really know. Right. So right. Um, I was actually in that kind of capacity a little bit lucky, yeah. but but it what a great way to, to hard. yeah, what a great way to learn to evolve. Yeah, You know, your, your style when you're forced to get out oh, of your yeah. comfort zone and say, how am I going to adapt? How am I, how am I going to evolve? Yeah, so. I, in fact, that just speaking of that collaboration, mm -hmm. um, I had a group of teachers that um, when COVID happened that, that first spring mm -hmm. that everybody just canceled school, but we were online learning and nobody really knew what that meant. That was right. like heavy quotations there. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody really knew what that meant. There were, okay. there were about 20 of us that, um, that met online for coffee every single day at yeah. nine o'clock in the morning, just out of like, the heck are we doing? I don't know what to do. We yeah. call them the COVID coffee crew. Shout out to them. <laughs> and like, and that, that group of teachers, we're all being like, oh, I've tried this. Have mm -hmm. you seen this online? Have you tried this online? Oh, right. I found like I was searching for something and I found something that you might be able to use instead. Love it. And so that collaboration, um, I can't like as an educator, I'm sure in all jobs, but that mm -hmm. level of collaboration and the level of collaboration from people who are not like you. Yeah. Like the teachers that I had that we had in this COVID coffee group, which still exists today. Like we still mm -hmm. I text them all this morning. Yeah. Um, the level of collaboration of between an English teacher and a history teacher and a science teacher and an art teacher, mm -hmm. um, all of those different opportunities to look at things in a completely different way 
yeah. is so incredibly meaningful. That's great. And I love would, that. Yeah. It would not have existed without that group of people. Like it just it's fantastic. We're all so good for each other. That that reminds there's a, there's a couple things we use uh, in, in, in our, uh, in the operations side in aviation, we use both crew resource management with the pilots. And then we use dispatch resource management where uh, you use every ounce of every available uh, bit of material, bit of information to make a decision. And um, I love how those all jive together. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of parallels um, between, you know, teaching and then also leading. So um, I, I would consider, you know, when you think about teaching and leading, what do you see the uh, the disbursement of do you do more teaching do you do more leading do you see them as the same so back when you and i went to school it was very much like a sage on the stage type of situation where it was like here i am expressing the information right um teaching is not like that anymore it's definitely more of a leadership position like how do i get you to discover the things how do i get you to yeah. try the things um it's very very different than it was when most people went to school which is which is really hard to get people to to understand because most people think well i went to school i understand what school is and nobody right. does unless you're actually in it because it really is now how do i explore what you've been in my classroom you've seen mm -hmm. those those opportunities where we're giving kids like here's here's a proposal okay well now how do we find out what they actually need. How do we right. find out what kinds of resources they want? How do we try and work to a design brief or whatever it might be mm -hmm. that gets them to those things? Well, now, like, I have to make a nose cone. How do I make a nose cone? What? Okay, well, if I don't know how to make a nose cone, what could I use to make it? I can mm -hmm. use paper. I could use a 3D printer. I could use all of these different things. Okay, well, now, if I want to use a 3D printer, now I have to figure out how to use the 3D printer. So it right. really is that, like, those giving them those opportunities to try and discover things is yeah. a lot more what school is about now. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's fantastic. Um, you know, you, you get through COVID and um, gosh, it, it always seems like it was just last week when it was, when it was impacting the, the schools and, and our, and our work as well. Um, what um, the past, uh, the past two years, what, what have you been uh, what have you been teaching are you teaching the same things as you were before have you evolved into have they said tara's really good at what she does let's give her some let's give so, her some harder classes so, let's so, give her more so things have evolved um so number one was i stopped teaching um physical science because i we have enough students in the courses now okay um because it was a little bit smaller academy now we have enough students in the courses that i don't need to teach physical yeah. science Great. or one section of physical science, Great. Um, which was also me kind of convincing them and saying, you know, like teaching physical science, like teaching a science course. Mm -hmm. I always tell people like teaching a science course, teaching an art course with the, where your kids are like actively, you're prepping things, you're building things, you're doing all of those things is so much different than an English course where you pick up a book. That's mm -hmm. not to say that an English course is not difficult to teach because the level of like reading term papers and stuff like right. that is not the same as what I do. But when you're constantly having to kind of create and build, um, it's, it's very different. So me telling them like, hey, I'm 
having to do this course is mm-hmm. keeping me from expanding where I need to in the other places because I'm having to build and create. Yep. So that was step one was kind of getting rid of that physical science course, which I do miss a little bit. I miss the chemistry and stuff. It was fun. Yeah. Um, but, and then our, uh, our class that we collaborate with UNO on, which is our intro to air and space class. Right. Um, that class originally the teacher had set it up. The original teacher had set it up mm-hmm. as a year long course. Okay. Um, and throughout COVID, I didn't feel like there was kind of enough meat to that course. It felt like I was just kind of spinning and things like that. And okay. so we shortened that course down to a semester, Wow. Yeah, which is what it's taught at in a university because yeah. it's a university dual enrollment course. Okay. So by spreading it over a year, I mean, you can spread it over a year, but the like content of the actual course that the university expects doesn't actually have to be a year long course. Okay. So we shortened that down um, to a semester. Okay. And then, which um, I taught that class up until actually this year. Um, and now one of the teachers who teaches that course at UNO, mm-hmm. he's teaching that course now because he already, Got like it. I was teaching again, like one section of a class. Right. So, right. and anytime you teach one section of any class, mm-hmm. it's infinitely more difficult because you're, prepping one thing for one class right um so those two classes have kind of like traveled and gone outside of what i teach now okay um we also the intro to air and space class as they expanded our academy programs they decided that that class um wasn't necessarily meeting the requirements of what we were trying to move into so we actually got rid of that class which i desperately missed because it was just fun yeah um it was like all of the things like okay we have to teach like how to do like what are all of the four forces of flight like let's teach that and like how do we teach all the ways we teach that diana content and like let's go out inside and launch rockets and let's like whatever it was just like fun do 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 all the things um but that class has kind of gone away in favor of the class that you come out and see all of the time which is our fundamentals of aerospace technology class very cool which is a year-long course it's our intro course that kind of takes um all of those things that were happening mm-hmm. in fundamental air in um intro to air and space right intro to aircrafts and rocketry i there's so many names that are so similar but and they took the intro to aircraft and rocketry course and kind of broadened it mm-hmm. and made it more technical so a course that used to be just really like fun let's try mm-hmm. has now morphed into more of a class of um working towards design briefs working towards um towards more technical type things using the 3d printers um kind of expanding those ways so we're still doing this that class was a semester class we're still doing kind of the same level of information mm-hmm. over the course of a year but okay. adding more technical components into it so i teach that class now i still teach the drones class and i still teach meteorology Very cool. which now meteorology has been re, re, like completely rewritten because I rewrote it because I didn't feel like what I was doing while I was online yeah. was the level of what I could have been doing if I was in person. Now that we're back in person, I just like chucked everything and reorganized and yeah. made it better. So just built it all again. Just rebuilt it all again. Because why I would I just it. you know coast along and do the same thing again? It's not who you are. <laughs> not who absolutely. I am. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, I was I was there um, when you all were uh, building the rockets, and those kids were fantastic. I remember um, I had a question 
um, and I can't remember exactly what the question was, but I didn't understand some of the data. And you didn't say a word. One of your students jumped up and said, I'll teach you how to do that right at the at the whiteboard, the dry erase board. And she's explaining it. And I'm like, this is fantastic. Like, I have never seen this before in my entire life. And um, she she taught me in the matter of like five minutes exactly what the numbers meant, how the trends worked. Um, and I really wish I remembered the question was, I asked. Do you was, remember? I do. It okay. was it was about um, it was about Ryman sums, and it was about yes, right. it was about thrust curves, and yes. like how do you figure out um, what the what the average thrust curve of a rocket's engine is? Yeah. Very cool. I'm impressed that I asked that question. Honestly. Yeah. Well, so, I, I mean, they were talking about it, they so were. it they wasn't were. some random question you yeah. were asking. Like they had been talking about it. Yeah. And the the issue was that they kind of glossed over it instead of fully explaining, which was a perfect moment because yeah. just as, as we all know, when we're giving presentations, whatever it might be, we think that maybe our audience is, you know, at a certain level and then the audience is actually not quite at that level or they're, they're at that level in some areas, but not at that level right. in other areas. And so being able to make sure that you don't just have that surface level knowledge that you really can say, Oh, I need to dive deeper. It's, I always tell the kids it's like um, when you are when you become a meteorologist, you have to have three three levels of calculus. Like nobody on the planet is using three levels of calculus every day as in their job as a meteorologist. Yeah. But what they can do is understand how does this how do this do these calculus equations give us what we're trying to understand um, when it relates to these models that we're seeing from a computer. Right. 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 So the same thing with the kids, like, okay, so you might be telling somebody about how, what a thrust curve is, mm -hmm. but there is going to be that person who's like, what's a thrust curve. Right. <laughs> and it's like, or like, like how me. did, how did <laughs> yeah. not even necessarily like you, but like, how did you get those numbers? Yeah. Like, where did it come from? I right. don't understand. Right. So can, are you, do you understand the surface level or do you understand the deep level? And in that moment, like, it didn't matter what my rubric said and how I was going to grade it. That kid just got an A Yeah. because they didn't just know the surface level thing. They right. were able to sit you down and explain what it was and really like deeply show me. And I was like, I don't care what you said the whole rest of the time. I mean, I do, <laughs> I do, but like, but also you, I mean, you just showed me that you don't just know that surface level. You aren't just getting yeah. a B because you know, you know, basic information at a level that I want you to understand, you were able to show me like yeah. the meat of yeah. what it really was. Yeah. And like the kid was already doing well yeah. <laughs> by the time they got to you, they were already getting an A yeah. to be honest. But like they, that in that moment, had they, had they not been, I would have been, I would have up their grade yeah. because it was incredible. It was something that even I was like, wow, look at, look at you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, this is, this is, this will make more sense in about two minutes. So when I first moved to Omaha, so my favorite animal in the world is the eagle. And my parents are from South Jersey. So I was I was brainwashed to love the Philadelphia Eagles football team. Love them. Come <laughs> heck or high water, I'm, I'm cheering them on. Um, so I always loved eagles. And I've never seen an eagle in real life. I've only seen them on TV. I've only seen them on the, on the YouTubes. I know. I'm from Kentucky. We don't have it's eagles It's like there. me not believing in moose. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I was at that point. Like, there's no, the eagles aren't real, of course. They're generated. By yeah. Anyway, they're so AI. I moved to, we moved to Omaha. Yeah. Four years ago. And we went out to one of the parks. And lo and behold, 
right in front of us is a darn eagle and i am just Losing enthralled i am i am i'm giddy i returned back to 10 years old and just stupid happy like there's an eagle right there and you know the best part is that eagle has no idea the impact it made on on me mm-hmm. it's just sitting there doing eagle things it's probably eating a squirrel or something i don't know <laughs> i hope that that student um I don't know that if she understands the impact that that made where she got up there and taught somebody she had, she has no idea who I am, you know, no, no clue what I was, you know, what, what I, what I'd done or, um, or, uh, my background or anything. She just, she just jumped up and she gets that from, from you. I think she, she grasped that, that leadership mentality, that just that overall, like I, I care about, this stuff and I care about this person. This person just asked for help and I, you know, here I am, I'm going to be a helper. So, um, she was an Eagle. And, uh, so, you know, like Ted Lasso goes, be a goldfish, right? Yeah. I always say be an Eagle and, uh, but you know, go, go through your life, do your great things and don't worry about who sees it or who doesn't just know that you're doing amazing things. But the impact that, that she had was immeasurable. I tell that story to so many people, not the Eagle story, but the student story. <laughs> Nobody gives a crap if I've seen an Eagle or not. But, I care. Um, Please it, say it was a bald Eagle. It was a bald like Eagle. It was, it was yeah. like it was an epic Eagle. It was right? a bald Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, just, just doing its thing. Um, but yeah, that, that's incredible. That's yeah. amazing stuff. So she's, um, she's yeah. an amazing kid. She's an amazing kid, but, yeah. but I, but I do think that like she was the leader in that moment, but any of those kids are totally capable of doing that. That's like even cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, just ready to step up. They are. I mean, they just it. It's a matter of making them feel comfortable mm-hmm. with failure. Like yeah. I tell kids all the time, like nobody learns anything from from doing it right the first time. You learn right. from failing and figuring it out. Like yeah. whether it's you know dropping a peanut butter sandwich on the floor and realizing that the bread, it's always going to land on the like peanut butter <laughs> or like, or, yeah. you know, teaching somebody about Ryman sums. Like mm-hmm. it's, you have to fail the first time mm-hmm. and to not understand it. You have to not understand something to be able to understand it and learn from it. Love don't it. learn from something that you just yeah. know. Right. Right. It's why I didn't become an English teacher, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, which sounds really dumb, but I loved English and yeah. I loved writing and I loved reading. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea how to teach somebody what an adverb is. I don't know how I know it. I just know what it is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like it's so it's those kinds of things. And I think that that is the most important part about what I teach the kids in class is how to be comfortable with not doing well. Yeah. And being okay to say, it's okay to say, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. okay to say, I don't understand. It's okay to say, man, I totally totally screwed that up yeah like but it's okay like the kids know I mean even even now like the first time I tell them in class I say like what you get graded on here Mm -hmm. is can you take a project from start to finish right period Mm -hmm. not did you do it well like you might you might have like totally not been able to come to you you might have had a design brief and you may not have gotten there Mm mm-hmm you may not, but did you try? Did right. you try several different ways? Did you, did you, how did you get there? Yeah. And it's okay to, at the end of it, say, well, I tried this and I tried that and I tried this and I tried that and none of them worked. Yeah. Like, 
that's how Edison made a light bulb. Right. Kind of. <laughs> I have lots of thoughts on Edison. But, <laughs> but that's going to be part three. Dara's thoughts on Dara's random thoughts on Edison. on scientists. All right. So what's that got to do with aviation? Like absolutely nothing. That's absolutely right. nothing. Dara yeah. took the show over. But it's I just... do. But I think I really do think that like it's a matter of creating that space, mm-hmm. and I think that that's a space that as human beings we need to be creating more of like we need yeah. to be whether it's in a school education classroom mm-hmm. or an industry classroom like you have to be able to say to your boss i tried this that or this and that and it didn't work yeah like and i need help i need to know what to do i need, I need to help. I, I need help i need help and it's okay that's uh it's an interesting phrase because um we'll transition into um a topic that i think is very uh, sensitive uh, with uh, aviation. I'm sure it's sensitive uh, in the uh, education uh, level. That's mental health. And um, so going back to uh, my football analogies, which is the best ones I think I ever make. So I'm just going to stick with that. Um, so Good luck with that because I know nothing about football. Don't worry. You don't have to. Even though I live in Nebraska. <laughs> you don't have to. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's embarrassing. You don't my have friends to. are all still like, every time we go to a game, they're like, I'm like, can you teach me this? And they're yeah. like, how <laughs> you spent all four years of high school on the football field every Friday night taking pictures. How do you not understand this? Yeah. I don't know. I know uh, what a touchdown is. Yeah, that's all you need to know. That's you know? about it. Yeah. <laughs> I know as, what offsides is now. I can tell you I'm as a Philadelphia proud. Eagles fan, we do not know what <laughs> touchdowns are. So um, so uh, one, uh, one of the coaches for uh, Notre Dame, I lived in South Bend, Indiana, home of Notre Dame. So we were uh, baptized in, in football when we lived up there. So one of the coaches there, um, he was he's has a quote that says, don't tell the world your problems. 90% of the people don't care. And the other 10% are glad you have them. <laughs> Pretty funny quote. That's um, however, That's so it, as I grew older, I realized that that was extremely uh, uh, an extremely harmful way to go about life. Um, I, 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 I did that and, and it, you know, um, it, it caused some problems. So, um, that's, that's one of the things that I believe is impacting the, um, the tabooness, if that's a word of mental health is that I think a whole generation was, was raised under that premise under a, don't, don't tell me your problems. Nobody gives a crap. You know, keep that all, you know, fight through it, deal with it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, that you go through World War II and they just had like, I was shell shock. Like, yeah, they were like, eh, you have shell shock, get over it. Right, like, right. Move on. So um, in the aviation industry, it's a very taboo subject. And um, it's it's something that we need to break through. And but what I wanted to talk about was your dealing on the education side of, of mental health. What is that like? How do how does that industry view it? What are your What are your thoughts? Oh, that's so deep. Um, so I th- we've we've done a lot of we're doing a lot of work. I think mm-hmm. that um, I think that COVID has. I hate to like bring all of that up because it feels like we're nope. constantly talking about it. Seems like a catalyst it, for a lot. It of does. Things. It seems like a catalyst for a lot of things, but um, and it really has like b- brought out some things in kids that. Um, that I don't think any of us were prepared for. I mean, there mm-hmm. we we as educators deal with mental health all the time. I mean, there's always a kid who's struggling mm-hmm. and um, 
has suicidal ideations or things like that. Like that's a thing that occurs a lot. Mm -hmm. But when you, especially during COVID, when you would take, took these kids and you had them like locked away in their bedrooms, you know, looking at computers 99% of the time or um, wearing face masks where they can't see Mm -hmm. what, what other people people's responses are to them right right like those kinds of things have really taken a toll on on our kids' mental health mm-hmm. um and so and i can see it i can see it in my classroom i mean i can see it all the time the kids are relearning how to interact with each other because when you're yeah. a little kid i mean i teach high school kids but like when you're a little kid mm-hmm. y- the whole purpose of play is to learn how to interact with other people right. to see when somebody's you make somebody upset and you see it on their face mm-hmm. and you you play around and you try different things and you play house and you do all the just to try stuff yeah um and the kids that i teach now like the the students that i have that are going to be seniors this year mm-hmm. they were eighth graders mm-hmm. when the world shut down yeah I mean, that is, that's a, that's a traumatic moment. That is a traumatic moment that is in my brain. People can disagree with me, but it's not any different than, um, a situation where you have a car accident or Mm -hmm. something like that, or something, a parent dies, like you are an eighth grader. You are taken away from a moment in time where like, you're supposed to be learning about each other and Mm -hmm. having those like those like blossoming moments that like get written about in teen novels and Mm -hmm. like things like that. And you're in those spaces and now you've been taken away from all of it. Mm -hmm. And so they're all just, they're all behind a little bit in how they interact with people. They're a little bit immature They're And if you keep going backwards, those are kids who have had school until they were in eighth grade. They know what normal school is. Right. You take that back to a kid who started their year in kindergarten, mm-hmm. like or first first grade, second grade, and mm-hmm. those kids are entering middle school right now. Right. Like all of those things, it's going to take so long. So looking at at it at it from an educational standpoint, trying to make sure that um, we're looking at those things and we're it feels like we talk about it all the time, mm-hmm. um, but trying to find ways to break through some of those barriers that are ingrained. I mean, when you are wearing a mask mm-hmm. for two, two and a half years mm-hmm. and you're constantly having that mask on your face and you're not able to see what's going on behind it, it makes a huge, it makes a huge difference. Like mm-hmm. you don't realize how important that is. And at the time it was incredibly scary. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have vaccines. We didn't have, we didn't have good, um, they didn't know what was happening with it. They were changing, right. things were changing all of the time. Right. Like that is science. Like I yeah. was like to point out that that is science. Like real science is we start out with a problem. We try and find something out. This is what we think we know. We tell the people, mm-hmm. we find something else out new. We change slightly what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and we didn't have all of the, that was happening in real life. Most people don't see that. Most people that occurs, you know, if you, um, like if you have, I think about like the AIDS crisis mm-hmm. in the 1980s, like all of that, the stuff for um, the medications that are used now that allows people like magic johnson to still be alive Mm -hmm. that all got done mostly behind the scenes and uh, and within a population that was not seen at that time so you take a situation like covid where people are actually seeing the science happen in real time yeah it's not 
what is typical. Mm -hmm. So even though um, leading up to the COVID vaccine, the COVID vaccine was really developed, you know, 15 years prior, they just like were tweaking it at the last minute, but people are seeing these tweaks in real time. Yeah. And so that changes all of the things It changes how the kids are seeing things It changes mm -hmm. how, and it was scary. And so because it was scary, we we're all wearing masks and that takes a toll on kids. They are, mm -hmm. they're, some of them are shyer. Mm -hmm. Some of them are, have that barrier and they're not used to like being out there. I mm -hmm. mean, one of the girls I saw, I saw um, her face for the first time this year. I'd never seen it before. And I was like, huh, that's what your face looks like. <laughs> and she was like, she looked at me like crazy. And I was like, I, I would probably not have recognized you in yeah. the hallway. Yeah. I know what your hair looks like. Right. I know what your eyeballs look like. Right. But if I saw you in the hallway with, with your mask on and I was not talking to you, I probably would have walked by you and had no idea who you were. Yeah. That there's no way that that doesn't take a toll on a human being's mental health. Yeah, absolutely. It's really wild because the kids I had at, at Buffett um, mm -hmm. were seventh graders when I moved to high school yeah. and now I have them in high school and then I didn't see their faces and all of a sudden they have beards. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, like I knew what they looked like, yeah. but they were like the seventh grade version of what they looked right, like. Right. And then now they're like these like bearded yeah. mustachioed <laughs> kids. It's hilarious. I love that. It's so um, funny. No, I, I, I appreciate you talking about this. You know, it's, um, you know, we have situations um, on the aviation side where, you know, pilots could lose their licenses. Um, so it's a yeah. lot of, of things that are just being bottled, bottled up, swallowed, swallow mm -hmm. hard and, uh, and just deal with it so I can maintain my, uh, my lifestyle your and, and your, your, your job. Um, so um, it's, it's interesting what I asked a question during a forum um, about, as a leader, what can I do to open up uh, my team um, to get them to talk more about it? Because I can see stress on the surface. I can, you know, I can tell basics. You know, somebody is so somebody's worried and uh, and that. But I, I know that there's more. My understanding is is that like, and I I could be wrong, but mm -hmm. my understanding is that like therapy in general mm -hmm. and trying to go through that process is okay it's the medication portion the that, medication portion. that causes the problems right right okay. yeah. that's what i thought absolutely so, so that's great that you're having those conversations because yeah, if yeah. that's their only avenue right then you have to be able to have those conversations yeah, absolutely and and as as a leader i want to be able to take care of of my team, if they're stressed out, what can I do to, to help you out? What can I do to take a lot of that off your shoulders? You know, um, so those are the things that we we want to be able to to talk about, to open up, not the, you know, we want it to be, hey, if you have a problem, 90% of the people want to help you out. Yeah. You know, and, um, and, and that goes back well, to- 90% of the people also have Similar situations, similar situations and they're afraid to say the same thing and right. they and just knowing that somebody else is going through it too yeah is helpful 100 <laughs> percent, absolutely um you know i'm i'm a big fan of the uh the mr rogers uh statement of when bad things are happening look for the helpers look for the people that are running yeah. towards the problem and um i see a lot of parallels with that with with you um and with um you know what we're doing on the um uh, on the operations side of, of aviation. So uh, it's good to know. Makes yeah. me feel a lot better, yeah. you know? Like, hey, uh, how do we all be a little bit more Dara uh, when we're when we're doing the things Which that we're doing? I will say that that is one of the really nice things 
that has come out of this mm-hmm. is that this group of human beings that are coming up are they a little are they like a little delayed mm-hmm. in some things yeah for sure like in typical school are they delayed yes mm-hmm. but like their actual realization of other people and what's going on around them is so heightened yeah like because they're they're now used to this world in which they've had their parents had Mr. Rogers and like mm-hmm. they you know they're talking about things I feel like the world in our schools are not as mean of a place as they were when I went to school, Yeah, you know, because like they'll look at a kid and they're like, Oh, that dude's having a rough day. Yeah. And they just kind of like either stay away or they're like, Hey, are you okay? Like they're, they're much more empathetic to Mm -hmm. what other people are going through. And they're much more likely to be like, Oh, you having this problem? I also have this problem. Yeah. Now that can, with the immaturity can sometimes cause some like some things, but right. just that empathy that is going to come into, I think our workforce yeah. is good. It's going to be both great and difficult. Right. <laughs> like, you know, because you have totally this older agree. generation of people who right. are not used to sharing mm-hmm. and somebody else will come in and, you know, a younger person, they'll be like, I, I didn't do that because I was having a mental block and I couldn't do it and I struggled and there it is. There it is. Right. Like, yeah. And there it is. Yeah. My teacher, Darren, told me it was okay to fail. So I'm just letting you know I like, failed. Right. Like I tried this and I tried that and I tried yeah. this. And like, I know you wanted it on your desk by 9 a.m., but here we are. 1030 a.m. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I would love that. I would right? love that. Yeah. And that's that's but it's um, going to take some adjusting from like an older population to a younger population. to right. try And, and that always out. goes well. Right. Oh, so well. It's the greatest. <laughs> All right. So Dare, I, I just want to thank you so much for being uh, on the on the show. It's huge. Um, you know, we talked about some really um, we I mean, we talked about some sensitive stuff. You know, we talked about mental health. Uh, we also the most important part is we talked about your journey. And um, if uh, if anybody wanted to reach out to you with questions, what is the best way to oh, uh, to do that? I'm everywhere. <laughs> There you are, folks. Um, everywhere. No, She'll um, be in your city. Uh, yeah, give us your tour anytime schedule. Anytime soon. Yeah, give us your tour schedule. Tour schedule. I'm gonna be one of those like touring touring comedians. But I'm I'll not be in Baltimore, like... July, and then I'm off to Tampa. <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious if that was my life as a teacher? That'd be so funny. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. Be Book your tickets now. Like, I'll just give seminars of me talking and being like, okay, here's how it goes. Um, so. If you would like to email me, um, yeah. my email is dara.rosenberg at ops.org. Rosenberg is R-O-S-E-N-B-E-R-G, Dara, D-A-R-A. Um, not, I'm also, not Darren. Not Darren. No, it's not. That, up way to, to, way to circle that around, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm also I'm also on Twitter, um, at Theory of Rosie. Cool. Um, How do you spell that? Oh, the last part. R O S I E. R O S I E. Yeah. Perfect. T H E O R Y O F R O S I E. There you go. Um, so, Ashley and Rosie. Honestly, though, if you if you search me, I'm one of three Dare Rosenbergs in the country. I am uh, nice. probably the second or third one that shows up. I'm not. I'm not the actress. So I have not done voiceovers for books. <laughs> You might be able to tell that from my, cur- my current voice. Does, does it all sound like Cher? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so um but there's a voice actress uh there's a lady who did who developed something called Manhattan Moms. They're all in New York City. The oh, other the other two okay. that come up before right. me. And then if you search J.R. Rosenberg teacher, I'm the only one that comes up. And so you West I'm, of the Mississippi. I'm pretty That's easy it. to find. Yeah. Awesome. It, which is kind of scary a little bit, but yeah. I'm pretty easy to find. So Very cool. um yeah. And then also the if you search Burke High School, I'm pretty mm-hmm. easy to find that way. And okay. then uh Burke Air and Space Academy also has a Twitter at Burke Air and Space and as well as a, um, a Facebook page. Great. Uh, oh, Burke Air and Space Academy that awesome. I also, I run those too. I love it. So yeah. I love it. So there's uh, multiple ways to get a hold of Dara. She'll, <laughs> she'll release her tour schedule uh, soon. And then yeah. she's going to drop some hot albums. I'll be in uh, Colorado uh, in a month. There you go. So she'll be in Colorado. She's not going to tell you exactly where. That's half the fun is where in the world Find is Dara Rosenberg. <laughs> Actually, I watched a really creepy TikTok the other day. Um, I'm on TikTok too, but it's not aviation and teaching related. But okay. I watched like I watched a TikTok the other day that was a lady who said to this guy, "Find me," and he was able within like 30 minutes to figure out what parking lot she was standing on, where in the world. And I was like, "This is so creepy," wow. but also amazing. But also amazing. Like, but. You have to be careful about what you put out there. And totally, so totally. That, challenge, accepted. <laughs> challenge accepted. Be very care- I cannot stress you, especially as those people who are interested in, I'm sure jobs with you, mm-hmm. um, but also education is like making sure that what you're putting out there is what you want people to see because yeah. it will always right. come back. Right. It will always come back. Oh, so no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. All right. Well, hey, join us next time on our next episode. Uh, we'll be, uh, Right now, we're just kind of randomly dropping new episodes as we <laughs> as we uh, find guests. So uh, any questions also, you can reach me at Brian G. Walker, S-B-N. That's B-R-I-A-N-G-S-B-N, Sierra Bravo, November at Outlook.com. So everyone take care and uh, be good to each other. Yeah, baby. See ya.